received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the 101st edition of Gamblue's Bout Business Podcast. The event we're here to cover today, UFC 296, which is Edwards versus Covington. This is the last UFC event of calendar year 2023. So, of course, we want to start by thanking the loyal listeners who've been with us for two years now, and we hope that we've earned your loyalty. Listenership's been strong and steadily growing, and we have you to thank and we roll into 2024 only after squeezing some profitability out of this card upcoming. In 2024, the Bout Business Podcast will go to the gamblue.com webpage. In order to access the podcast, you'll have to go to the webpage. All directions are there on the front page or simply at the top of the page, access the tab that says about business podcast numbers to date 2023 we took a step backwards last week we're now 102 and 105 plus 26.68 units that represents a 13% return on investment and an average win of 127 just to put that in terms a $20 investor that was with me in 2023 from bell to bell would be up $534 today moving into this fight card. Now, futures. We have Colby Covington into this fight, and we'll talk about him as he's round six today. We also have, as you said, from the last fight card one, we have Ankalaev in January, on January 13th. Currently, Ankalaev is in the minus 400s. We have him plus 116. I'll have one or two other parlays that tie to future events. Business-wise, the year has been completed, and the year has been profitable. It's now time to seed into January. I am a salesperson. I get quotas. I know how to manage my business. And I'm now managing business by using parlays to move that money into January for advantage in order to start the year strong. Now, without further ado, let's get right in to UFC 296 and round one. Round one, third fight in 125-pound men. Tagir Ulanbekov 
fighting out of Cormier's gym in San Jose, uh, part of the Nurmagomedov gang. Uh, he is a little bit different than most of the Dagestanis in that he's tall, he's lanky, and he doesn't necessarily have such dynamic grappling chops, Sambo. He's a sharpshooting, refined striker. And that said, he can grapple with you too. On the other side of the cage is Cody Durden. Started his UFC career with a couple losses, but has been on a tear, winning three of four in his last four fights. Durden's got a wrestling base, and I'll tell you something about Durden. He's focused, he's an underdog, he's been an underdog in the last few fights, and he cherishes, he relishes the role of underdog. This is going to be an extremely competitive tight fight because I believe that Durden's wrestling is enough to tax, spend, and force to gear into the late rounds of this fight where I do believe it's the wrestling and cardio of Durden that'll make the difference. In a fight that's going to be ultra competitive and both guys are dogging on one another, I think it's the third round that is the difference in an oh-so-close fight, and it's the wrestler, Cody Durden, that I'm going to side with. I especially like the fact that he opened 105, and he's now plus 150. Durden is one of the fighters we discussed on the Sneak Teep podcast. Round one, Durden, currently priced plus 150. Now let's move into round two. Round two was our official release on Monday's Sneak Teep podcast. And yes, we're going into the fourth fight on the card, female 125ers, strawweight, Brazilian Ariane Lipsky taking on Casey O'Neill. Listeners of the Bout Business podcast have watched me chase O'Neill for two fight cards now. And finally, we have her working into the next fight card, January 13th, with Manuel Cop. We have O'Neill currently priced minus 192 with Cop, K A P E. He's fighting Nicolau on the 113 card. That's Las Vegas 84. Cops currently priced minus 198. That two team parlay. One unit returns 1.31 units. It's O'Neill on the bounce, who came back in her last fight off a knee injury a little too quickly, and she bit off a little too much competition. She got beat in an ultra-tough fight against Jennifer Maya, and there is no shame in losing to Jen Maya. O'Neill comes in on the bounce, and she now fights Lipsky who trains in the Amanda Nunes gym and camp. Since she made this transition to Nunes camp, Lipsky's won two straight, and she's clearly improving her striking. At the end of the day, however, I think O'Neill is too well-rounded and too strong for Lipsky, and O'Neill will win this fight. And if she does, she teams us with Manuel Kopp on 113. That's round two. Now let's move into round three. 
Round three, I'm going to use a parlay, and we're going to start it with the next fight on the card. The fifth fight in, a bantamweight thriller between Cody Garbrandt, Brian Kelleher. Garbrandt is an extremely athletic kid. He has size. He's going to be the taller man in the cage, even though he's not going to have a reach advantage. The issue with Garbrandt is he has a difficult time controlling his mind, and he gets into firefights, and unfortunately, his chin is more fragile than my Nana's Christmas ornaments, and he gets knocked out. In fact, in his last six fights, five have been losses, four have been via the finish in either round one or round two. Now, Garbrandt won his last against Trevin Giles, who's almost a journeyman, Garbrandt showed the effects of moving to Las Vegas, training in Las Vegas. He had a very wrestling-heavy approach, which makes sense, because if he can clasp onto you and use his wrestling, that's where he can both defend his chin and wear out another fighter. With Kelleher, we get a 37-year-old fighter, which is four years older than Garbrandt. We wouldn't know it because Garbrandt wears his attrition older than what he really is. But the fact is, Kelleher's the older fighter. He's been on the cusp of being cut from the UFC. He's totally thankful for this opportunity. He comes in off a little bit of a year layoff. He is ready to go. And I think what happens in this fight, we are involved in another highly competitive fight. Kelleher must beg, borrow, and steal his way into the second round because that first round's going to be furious. Kelleher lost his last two fights via submission, and Garbrandt's going to go try and jump on top of him and choke him out. If we can find this fight into round two, Kelleher's going to be just fine. The longer it goes, the better it goes. Kelleher currently priced plus 155. We're going to take him with another fighter on the card. That's a couple fights off of that. Light heavyweights, Justin Jacoby, who's fighting Alonzo Menafield. Currently, Jacoby is priced at 270 as a favorite. We're going to take Kelleher as a plus 155 underdog. We're going to team him with Jacoby, minus 270. This is going to be a half a unit investment, and the half a unit will return 1.24 units. Round three, parlay, Mr. Kelleher to Mr. Jacoby. Half a unit for 1.24 units. Now let's move into round four. Round four, we're going to Bryce Mitchell, Josh Emmett, and we're going to use Mitchell as a favorite. And we're going to tie that into a fighter that performs January 20th on that fight card. I think that may even be the UFC 297 card. In any case, I like Mitchell here. He opened 140. He's currently minus 215. He's three inches taller. He's nine years younger. But he took the fight on nine days' notice, so there is risk with Mitchell. But he's coming off a loss to Tapuria where he took the fight sick. 
it's my instinct that Mitchell's trained like a dog and the nine days is not going to be an issue. Emmett, on the other hand, is a fighter that's had a ton of attrition. He has taken as much or more damage as any UFC fighter has through their career, be it orbital bone breaks, shoulder injuries, whatever. That said, the guy has profuse power. Unfortunately for Emmett, he hasn't really knocked anyone out in years. He's given away such size in this fight. At 38 years old, nine years older than Mitchell, I think that the youth of Mitchell, the fact he comes in off the bounce, sets him up really well to perform well. Round four, leg one, Bryce Mitchell, minus 215 currently on my DraftKings screen. I'm going to pair him with a Canadian fighting in Canada in UFC 270, and that's Johan Liness. L-A-I-N-E-S-S-E. In that fight, Liness faces a real long, tall, slim drink of water from England, Sam Patterson. Liness currently priced minus 125. Boy, do I think he's going to be priced a little higher than that by the time this fight comes around. Round four, Bryce Mitchell, minus 215. Johan Liness. Minus 125, one unit returns 1.62 units. Now we roll right into round five. In round five, we're going to co-main event. Pantoja, Royval. Boy, is this going to be a great fight. Pantoja, simply put, is one of the baddest dudes pound for pound in the UFC and has been for a long time. The guy's fast, he's skilled, and he's determined. And the way he went after Moreno and captured that title in a five-round war split decision was totally impressive. And part of the reason we're going to be siding with his opponent today is has to do with that fight. I think that at 33 years of age now, plus Pantoja's had injury, had a long career. He's fought many, many wars, and he's coming off a war in which he fought an absolute flawless fight. Part of Pick and Roy Val is that I don't know if Pantoja can bring that complete effort and that level of fight right back in a defense after the exaltation of him winning the title. Now, Royval has to do his part. He's been long, gangly, wild, and uncontrollable, and that's what cost him the fight the first time he fought Pantoja, for this is a rematch. Pantoja had little trouble submitting Royval in the first fight in the second round, I want to say. This fight is different. Pantoja's now a couple years older, two and a half years older. He's now the champion. He's now making his first defense. As importantly, Roy Val is two and a half years older and more mature. At 31, he's younger than is Pantoja. He has way less fights, so he's less experienced, yes. He's also taken way less damage. Four inches taller, two years younger. 
seven-inch reach advantage, and a left-hander. I believe Royval, this mature, evolved Royval, is in way better condition to face Pantoja in this fight than the last fight. Royval, who opened plus 180, has been reduced. We're, we're seeing plus 160, plus 165 right now. I believe that training at Elevation, training at Factory X, that gym's a family just like many of the other UFC gyms around, and that team is ready, and I think it's Royval that is poised to give us his absolute best performance on Saturday night. We'll need his best, and we'll need Pantoja to be feeling the effects of the last fight in order to get this, but we're taking it. Round five, Royval, plus 160 for one unit. And let's not stop right there. I see this as being a different fight than the way the odds makers have it lined. Over two and a half, plus 120. So under two and a half, minus 150. They're seeing a shorter fight, and I just don't know if I agree with that. I think this fight goes into the fourth or fifth round and is a war. With that in mind, I've got another parlay I'm going to pull out of my back pocket. Roy Val Pantoja starts round three, minus 550. Main event, Covington. Edwards starts round three, minus 115. One unit pays 1.20 units. Put me down for that parlay because I do believe Pantoja and Roy Val fight for well more than 10 minutes. And I believe the main event surely is, as indicated, a tough, close, long 25-minute fight. Round five in review. Royval, plus 160 for one unit. And the Royval-Pantoja fight to start round three, minus 550. Parlayed to the main event starts round three, minus 115. One unit brings 1.20 units. Now let's move into round six. Round six, main event. This is the one that I've been gussying on for a whole year that we had Covington minus 110. I couldn't wait to make the position. I think it was in January or February of this year when the number first came out. And lo and behold, we look today and he's plus 136. So uh, I got egg on my face for that one. Normally, I'd look at adding to Covington, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to sit with my minus 110 and let that work. Now, as I break down this fight, it's Edwards' size, his length, his reach, his youth, the fact that he's totally focused now that Covington's been opening his mouth. I think Edwards is poised to give his best performance to date. And I think that's expected. Covington, on the other hand, this is his chance. This is his last chance. I think Covington and the president of the UFC, I think that threesome, I think those guys are all tight. And I don't think that hurts us in this fight, provided Leon doesn't tear Covington to pieces. In the press conference the other day, Covington made ultra-distasteful statements about Leon Edwards' father, who's passed. 
And I think he went out of line in doing it. Covington's shtick is to get under his opponent's skin. He's under Leon's skin. Now let's see how that manifests itself. Colby is a smart guy, and he's playing the psychological game brilliantly because he knows he has to use every trick in his bag to get by Edwards, in my opinion. Had we not the minus 110 on Covington, how would I be betting this fight just looking at it today? I'd be taking Covington plus 136. And I believe it's because the wrestling and the cardio. Hey, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Covington knows that. Covington's single point of focus is to do whatever he can do to get this fight to the fourth round. I believe we're going to be looking at a three rounds to nothing Edwards when the fourth round starts. But I think that Colby's going to win this fight. He's going to win it in round four, or he's going to win it in round five. I think Covington's gas will, in fact, make Edwards tire late, and this will be Covington's fight late. Round five, Covington, minus 110, if you were unfortunate enough to take it when I suggested it, or... If you're just listening and haven't taken it yet and you can get the plus 136, I say jump on that right now. I got a couple of last cuts. The closer we get to the fight, the more I like Stevie Wonderboy Thompson. And I'm sure that I'm going to play him currently just straight up. He's plus 460. That is absolutely asinine. I'm going to put a quarter unit on that and I'm going to count it on the bout business for this year, and there could be a few others. I like this kid, Boudet, in his fight. I think he can knock out this Gaziev, provided he gets to the second round. Gaziev's got one round, and then he'll completely tuck her out. There could be more. Those would be released on Twitter during the fights, but that's where we stand right now. Looks like 6.8 units of investment, two future wagers, and some straight dogs on this card. The next time you'll hear from us will be the Gamblu Sneak Tea podcast for UFC Las Vegas 84. That will be Monday, January 8th. That's Ankalaya versus Walker. We've already got two positions, hopefully alive, working into that fight card. Until then, please enjoy your holiday season. Enjoy UFC 296. And we'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much for your support in 2023. Boom. That's it. That is it. Unbelievable. That was insane. You've been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh! the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenrolls covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network